What's up, guys? This is another episode of the Entrepreneur Enthusiast. I have Makan. Yes. Oh, said it right on the first time. Yeah, I'm impressed. I have, have Makan on the line. Makan, where, where, I know you say you're in San Francisco. Are you are you originally from Bay Area? No, I'm actually originally from the city where the car company Volvo comes from, which is Gothenburg, Sweden. Yeah, Gothenburg. So I moved yeah. to the U.S. in 2014. Nice. Okay. So you you moved in the U.S. as times got crazy, and then you you stuck through it through COVID. Yeah. So how, yeah. How, how, how's that transition been? I feel like the U.S. has changed a lot in the last seven years. Uh, yeah. You know, just with uh, politics, with a with a with a pandemic. Uh, a lot of things have changed, uh, but I love it. I think it's been really, really awesome. I can imagine for you, it's literally like it's like been black and white, like how like the how everything has changed overnight. Yeah. Um, with yeah. things, but you know that's the beauty of you know being out here. Was San Francisco the first place you went to? I actually started my U.S. Uh, uh, living situation, so to speak, in Boston or just outside Boston in Cambridge. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Okay. I, I like Boston. I like Martha's Vineyard. Um, yeah. Uh, I've never yeah. been, but yeah, I'm I, I'm from LA, so I don't like the Celtics at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a Tom Brady fan, so I like the Patriots. Yeah. I like I like Tom Brady, not necessarily Patriots, but so so big city, Boston to um, San Francisco. Did you fly to San Francisco? Or did you drive? I did. I, I still really would love to do, uh, you know, coast to coast drive, just yeah. going through more states, but I haven't done it yet. I think nice. maybe something for next year or, or the year after. Yeah, as you can see, I'm outside in our, our my state in Atlanta. I just drove here from L.A. a few weeks ago. My okay. family, and I, we, we drove, we, we have a Tesla. Um, this, the, we have the self-driving, so we drove it from L.A. all the way to Atlanta. So it took uh, four days to complete the drive, okay. but it, it was. But we have, we have kids, so we got to stop every all the time. But it was a really yeah. nice. I would say the drive was really um, relaxing, and for me, driving is a has always been like a stress reliever to mm -hmm. to to catch my balance. Um, yeah. Being an entrepreneur, it's, it's very important for me to be at a balance because we operate at such a high level, but our mental state as well needs to perform at a high level as well. Um, so you, I, I always am looking for ways how to make my my mental strong, how to understand my, my brain and just be able to relax. Just being, uh, you know, black in America, being in America, just just being an entrepreneur, being a dad, you know, being a, a, a millennial. There's so many hats that I have to wear that I see. And we talked about the homelessness. I see people that look like me that are that they aren't able to handle those things. They aren't able yeah. to over that hump. They aren't able to they aren't able to go in and and I would say get over that mental hump. So mm -hmm. tell me what it is that you guys do and why do you guys off want, are looking to offer this to the marketplace? Yeah. So uh, maybe I start by describing why we're doing it and then and then I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about what it is we're doing so uh, 
when I was in high school in Sweden, I suffered from what I now understand is social anxiety. I, I didn't know that's what it was called. And uh, I remember back then I did many times think about going to talk to our therapist that was visiting our school twice a week. But I never did because of, uh, you know, worry that another student would find out or yeah. just what it meant to talk to a therapist, you know, just like the stigma that comes with that and still does. And, and, and I made uh, level of... Uh of, of emotional emotionalism that we, we don't want to let that out that vulnerability is kind of hard exactly exactly yeah. and i think especially being in high school you you know it's so important to fit in uh, i think you're always worried that you're you're the odd one out so to speak so i think it makes it even more difficult um uh, then Mm, a couple of years later i did eventually go and i did see a therapist and it was one of those life-changing yeah. events, I would say. Uh, yeah. I was very lucky to, uh, to, to to talk to a therapist that was really good at social anxiety. But the problem of not having access to a therapist or not feeling comfortable talking to a therapist have stayed with me since. Yeah. So what we're doing at MioMind, uh, the company that I started together with two other co-founders, is that we're trying to help people who, uh, who don't have access to a therapist, who don't feel comfortable by letting them listen in on pre-recorded therapy sessions between real licensed therapists and people similar to you. And uh, the way we do that is essentially when you're signing up on the app, we're asking you a few questions and based on the answers, we're matching you to the most relevant sessions in the library. So our goal is always that you're listening to a session that feels so familiar to you that even though the stories are always slightly different between everyone, at least there's so much commonality that you get a lot of value out of out of listening yeah. to the session without actually being in a therapy session yourself. Yeah, no, that's amazing. One thing I, I learned from, I mean, pre-pandemic, as an entrepreneur, I, I would find challenges. And one thing that helped me, I would travel globally and I would go to all these conferences and I would meet individuals that were just like me that had the same issues and dealings that I was dealing with. And social anxiety is a huge one because yeah. one, you, you never you never know what to say or how to say it or how someone's going to take something. Um, and, and it's kind of hard to go in rooms and speak to people openly and candidly. And not everyone has, I call it a gift because some people just have that gift where they're yeah. able to clear the room and move the room. But some people have to fill the room, especially now post COVID. So the ideal customer, it, it's interesting. It always starts with ourselves. So the ideal customer is you. And, and so now that you guys are going to mark market, you know, what, what ideally would be the goal for the customer base that you guys are trying to obtain? Yeah, I think that's a great question because obviously mental health is something that affects all ages and, yeah. uh, you know, all types of demographics. But uh, we see that there is uh, a lot, lot of need in the demographics that maybe uh, have less uh, money just to be able yeah. to afford a therapist. So you're talking people in their... 20s, we actually have a lot of people who download the app that are uh, in high school or early college uh, also. So that's, that's you know, one group. 
and then I would also say groups in society there where where essentially therapy is not something that is openly talked about. Yeah. There is particularly strong stigma. So, you know, based on our research, we find that, for example, it's much more common for women to openly talk about challenges than men. I think there's yeah. a lot of uh, maybe uh, notions of uh, as a man, you have to be certain ways and, you know, yeah. be, why, be why, strong. Why, why do you think that is? I mean, and, I, and I'm asking from a perspective of the, an American brute is like, oh, I'm big and yeah. tough, strong. I don't need anybody, you know, but <sighs> why do you, because, you know, coming from where you come from and now seeing that now here, why do, where, do you, where do you think that comes from? It's a good question. That's a good question. Like, where does it come from originally? And like, why, why is it that men have different expectations uh, on them than, than women? And, yeah. and maybe it just lives from the times when men were the breadwinners and yeah. had to just get through stuff. You could not stay home because you had a bad day because that would probably mean uh, less less food on the table. And, but now times have changed and maybe it just takes some time for the, the cultural shift to happen as yeah. well. Maybe there, there's this book I read and it, it is called the man box. And it basically is like all the emotions that a man is supposed to feel in this box. And I, I've learned through, through my progression that a lot of times as men, we may be mad, but or, or we may be sad, but that's the only feeling we know. So us being sad makes us mad, angry, have anxiety, yeah. hungry. It's all those things. So we don't know how to decipher what those feelings are. And in a lot of state, the most vulnerable person that I've been able to be with is my mother. And, yeah. and, and I, I think that's a commonality amongst most men, um, you know, to be vulnerable with their mother. And, and I, I find it in different cultures are different and. For example, I spent a lot of time in Japan and they have one of the higher suicide rates in Japan. Mm -hmm. But when you go there, you see that the man works his butt off for like 12 hour days. They can't go home unless the boss go home. If the mm -hmm. boss goes out and gets drinks, they have to go out and get drinks. Um, and, and so these guys are literally out in the street sometimes drunken and you'll see them passed out. They have to wake up, put their suit on and go back to work. And that's a high level of anxiety, but that still is a culture that may say, well, well, so what about your mental health? So what, what mm -hmm. do you guys say to that? You know, because there are certain cultures that are str so strong in that belief of you, you have no right to feel sorry for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I think it's interesting because I often think about when you get sick uh, and there's something wrong with you physically. I think mm -hmm. very few people would feel uh, that that there is a risk. People would blame them for mm -hmm. uh, suddenly coming down with with a with a disease. It's, I think we understand that it's out of your control, and and yeah. there's nothing weird about it. Mental health, I view the same way. I mean, no one chooses to be anxious, and no yeah. one chooses to be depressed. I think it's really obviously it's a combination of your genetics. 
and yeah. your upbringing and circumstances, but I think the common thread is that it's not in your control. I think you can regain some of that control though by actually being very open and vulnerable with what you're going through. And that's what I think was the big journey for me. I think the moment I started to own my story and stop shying away from it, that's when social anxiety stopped having a power over me. It was yeah. no longer something that I had to try to avoid, just like how you accept the fact that you have a cold or a broken ankle or whatever it might be. Uh, yeah. I mean, and even in the space now, I mean, you're the CEO of a company. Um, that's a whole nother level of mental anxiety. Um, so let's backtrack for a while. Did you always want to be an entrepreneur? I think so. <laughs> At least back to high school, I remember. Uh, yeah. Or maybe even what, earlier. What was like yeah. the first like entrepreneurial like job or never. I, Yeah. <laughs> so when I was in uh, what do you call it in the US before high school? Is it middle, middle school? school? Yeah. Middle school. When I was in middle school, I became really obsessed with handheld computers. Uh, like this is before smartphones, obviously. So you could walk around with these Palm Pilots, as they yeah. were called. You might remember. So I was very obsessed with that. So I created a website uh, in Swedish, and uh, and you know had a little bit of ad revenue, uh, very little, but for a 16-year-old, I, I guess it was pretty cool. And that yeah. was my first entrepreneurial endeavor, I would say. Nice. And so to. To, to come from Sweden to the States, to the States and to be in this world of the venture capitalists, you know, how was that? Because that, that's like a rocket ship of a transition. Did you just jump into it or you came here and went to school? How did, how, what, what was the middle, what was your middle school per se? And yeah. Yeah, for me, it was two things. I mean, I, I, I did study in the US. I went to, uh, Stanford's MBA program, which is because of its proxy to the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, it's just naturally more focused on entrepreneurship. You know, yeah. a lot of the professors, uh, a lot of the um, uh, just alumni, they are in that ecosystem. So I think naturally it makes you think about it a lot and you have yeah. a lot of just people to talk to. But, but, but equally, if not more important for me, was my first job after grad school, which was at a company which is called Homebase. And yeah. uh, uh, you might know about them. They're, you know, they're helping small HR businesses. Companies. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. A fantastic company, both for uh, the, the companies they're serving, but also for its employees. Uh, it's led by a duo of co-founders who are very entrepreneurial and they were the perfect teachers for me. Yeah. So I did that for three and a half years and uh, that was my job just before starting Mind. There, so you, you mentioned something, you went to grad school at uh, Stanford um, to emphasize on entrepreneurship, you know, kind of, and you went and worked for a company that had that startup feel. So you got the experience from them. How would you say, because uh, my path was a little different. I went to school in the South. I went to a tech, a Prairie View A&M. Uh, yeah. And then I, I learned about tech on YouTube. 
and just started like learning how to code, learning how to design, learning SEO and stuff like that. I've always looked on the outside in. Um, what would you say to someone that was trying to get in tech but wasn't in the, I would say, the the ladder of of growing into tech? Yeah. Uh, like, I think San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if if that's necessary, but I, I think it definitely helps to be in an ecosystem when there are a lot of just other people who are doing something in the in the field. Yeah. But I think now with so much being available online, I think yeah. honestly there is not so much that I don't think you could learn over over YouTube or or the other learning platforms online. Uh, th thankfully, and that was probably not the case 10, 20 years ago. And the yeah. same thing with uh, ecosystems. I mean, I actually found my co-founder uh, on a website called Co-Founder Lab. Uh, oh, wow. And so, so we, we even, that's how we got to know each other really. But then we also realized we had a lot of friends in common. Um, but I would say, don't, don't let it hold you back. The fact that wherever you are, I mean, as long as you have access to a computer and you are in the mindset that you're passionate about something i think that's that's all you need man that that's that's you said it right there it doesn't matter where you are i have a one of my teammates he's a back-end team member he's in um india and um this dude knows how to code and do websites me and him would talk every day. Shout out to Cofield. We'll talk. We would talk every day about building websites, and I'm and like he's motiv he motivates me, and I don't think he realizes it because he's in a third world country, and all yeah. he has is his computer set up, and he's working day and night with his computer set up with like just the 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 most humane like environment, and he's not giving up. He's continuing yeah. to go on his task and go, and I think that gets lost in translation. Um, yeah. What a entrepreneurs so during this period how long have you guys been doing this so we started january 1st essentially this year uh so now it's been you know nine months mm -hmm. our first version of the app was re released in march though so mm -hmm. it's been se seven months i would say since since the launch got it and and with that, was there ever a point to getting to launch? Because this is your baby. Yeah. Was that the time where you wanted to kind of digress and quit and not move forward? Yeah, I think uh, maybe not to the point where I've been wanting to quit, but it's definitely been ups and downs for mm -hmm. sure. For sure. And that's why I think finding something you're passionate about is very mm -hmm. important. I think for some people, maybe the notion of being able to build something that you can make a lot of money from in itself is enough yeah. uh, to drive you. And that there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. uh, if on top of that, you have something that you also believe in, even if you did not get paid, I think that's when uh, you're just going to do whatever it takes to make it work because you're yeah. enjoying the time most of the time as you're doing yeah. it. You know, that's another, you know, I would say mental luxury to be able to be in the space to do what you love and understand, because I, I have a friends, multiple friends that are like, say, this is what they want to do in this society, whatever it is. And my rebuttal to them is always, you're actually doing that. You yeah. just have 
quantified it and done it to the level that you wanted to do to monetize it, but you're actually doing it. And so yeah. it gets to that point where if you're doing something for fun, you don't really realize you're doing it. And then it does become work. As you get mm -hmm. your investors, you get your, your co-founder, now you have to have a return on everything. So now in, in that phase, how do you overcome, you know, not being here, being in Boston, being in Stanford, um, now working for a company and now saying, you know, I'm the, I'm the boss and I make the decisions go into your company. How do you, how, how talk to, to that and how you're planning to project this to the next level? Yeah. I mean, we, we're trying to build a, really a mental health platform that offers high quality, scalable solutions. Because I think the problem right now is not that they're not uh, help out there. The problem is there's not enough and it's not scalable. So naturally, a minority of people really have access to those solutions. So our vision uh, is to continue down the path of, of building that. And, uh, you know, we, we hired our first uh, uh, employees earlier this year. So naturally, it's been an interesting learning to become, uh, you know, an employer <laughs> for the yeah. first time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it happened very organically. It was like, I didn't even realize it happened in a way. Like, I feel, especially since our team is still small, we're, we're still operating very much like colleagues. And I think that's, that's important too to get the most out of everyone's talent is to just work as a team with a, as little uh, hierarchy as, as possible. So that yeah. part has maybe not been so different. <laughs> than, than, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you worked with uh, HR company, so you have some experience. I mean, I mean, my experience of hiring people has been up and down. Like I love people, so I don't like to fire people. I like to yeah. give people a chance, but you're supposed to fire fast. So <laughs> that's like a whole thing within itself uh when it comes down to the the outreach and how you guys are rolling out this platform for the people that need it um because like i said i'm i found it because i'm big on mental health i i've, I've been through I, I speak a lot of time on this podcast about seven years ago i was driving uber full time and yeah. i have 580 credit score I had my master's. I was not getting hired for any job for whatever reason. Um, I, I, I just couldn't, I, I just didn't know what to do. So I started Uber driving 50 hours a week, best time of my life because it's the only job where I just didn't have to worry about anything. I picked somebody up, drop them off. And yeah. mentally I was able to go back and reflect and think about myself and where I wanted to be. And I realized I live in a society that sets a bar for me that I have to reach rather than me setting a bar for myself that I want to mm. reach. And, and once I was able to gain that, that, that anxiety was released from me. And through the Uber car, I started traveling cause I was making good money, Uber driving. I started traveling yeah. in countries and I would talk and meet with different CEOs and entrepreneurs and learn from them and grow from them. And I got a good, clear perspective of what it really meant to be an entrepreneur. And it helped me normalize myself. A lot yeah. of my peers don't have that same ability to be able to do that and, and, and understand that. And so I'm always outspoken about check your mental health, you know, check your mind, like get some rest, meditate and things like that. I did my first therapy session last six, eight months ago. Okay. Um, 
with a real oh, therapist. <laughs> yeah, and it was the best thing for my life. Because yeah. as, as in my culture, black men don't get therapy because we feel like we could just talk to ourselves or, you know, somebody else is like, who am I to say my problems are worse than somebody else? But I learned that it's not yeah. a problem. It's learned talking through those things. And that was one of the best things I ever did with my life because I was able to openly talk and understand myself. And I grew from that. Um, how, are you guys, how, yeah. how are you guys rolling out this so that this information, it's like for my younger self, is able to get this type of information, get these types of apps? Because I know kids these days are like, they have a lot to deal with, with COVID, anxiety, and uh, guns at school and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. I think uh, the last uh, eight, nine months, it's been, it's been, uh, we've been lucky in the sense that our app has been, uh, uh, it's been like going up in the search results in, I know you've done a lot of SEO, uh, Joe, so you, you know this, but, but essentially I don't really know exactly why it happened, but now the app is like in top 10, uh, if you search for therapy in the app store, in the Google play store. So, so that's kind of been just a lucky. Uh, thing for us and that's how a lot of people are finding it but uh, I think you're right like how how do you reach out to the right people uh, when there's so much noise out there and uh, I think it depends a little bit on which group you're targeting I think for younger people we might go uh, via schools uh, for slightly older people it will be maybe more to your employer uh, and then on top of that just the self-discovery and the word of mouth Nice. And and so with that, I mean, to add to that, um, there's different, I would say, and uh, not race culture, but different cultures. Like you have your high school kids, your middle, your middle school kids, your young adults, your millennials, your business owners. Are, are there different therapy sessions to kind of pack out for the different dealings people are going with culturally to kind of translate to them? Yeah, no, that's so important. Like what you, what you, what you're just mentioning now, and and every every week we're adding more and more sessions to cover more and more ground. Like you mentioned, yeah. Uh, and one thing that we're focusing on a lot right now is topics on identity, topics mm. of discrimination. That's mm -hmm. actually literally earlier this week uh, an initiative that we kicked off, just because yeah. we realize how important it is. Uh, uh, to, to have the right therapy sessions matching your identity and your cultural background and to some extent ethnicity too. So more and more is being added every week and we're covering more and more of that. Nice, nice. What, what has something that when you go to work, what is one thing about this project that brings a big smile on your face? That's definitely uh, when you hear the end users or the listeners yeah. uh, share their feedback. So, for example, yesterday in our product meeting, we had one of our users uh, dial in on Zoom as a guest. We yeah. tried to do that at, uh, on, on Wednesday mornings. And uh, just the way she described how Me Mind has helped her is definitely what keeps you going. Because yeah. those stories are so powerful. Uh, yeah. And you realize that. That, that they've had a very tough time getting to where they are now yeah. through a lot of other like failed initiatives or like trying to find a therapist without succeeding, things like that. Yeah. Why, why me or mine? For, for me or for, for them? 
Mio. Oh, you mean the name? The name. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we we wanted to have a name that had mind in it because yeah. obviously uh, we're a mental health startup, and then uh, me because at the end of the day it is it is your journey. Uh, yeah. And the O, I don't have a good explanation for the O, <laughs> but <laughs> play, play, with, uh, play with segments of words. And then it came together as Mio, Mio Might. Yeah. Mio Might. If you're, any of the listeners have, a, have, a, have an idea of a, a different name, definitely let, let us know. Yeah, yeah, we, we will. We will. I, I purposely wanted to use the app after I spoke with you, so I will definitely, because I'm big on, big on listening, big on reviews. Yeah. And I have a drive home back. I got to drive back to California, so I have nothing to do but to listen. Um, yeah, four, so four days of driving. Four days of driving again, so I have time. Well, I, I actually, I'm, 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 I get to stop and I get to go. One place I get to go is New Orleans uh, for a buddy okay. of mine wedding, and New Orleans is a great city. Uh, yeah, I love that. I'm going to Dallas for a a tech conference. Uh, I get to go okay. to a tech conference for automations and stuff like that. But in between there, so it's going to be a two week journey home. Yeah, a little bit further than four days, so a little bit longer. Days, yeah. yeah. During that journey home, I get to I, I I will tap into that space, you know, because it's it's very important for for me, like I said, as a, a high level entrepreneur, a father, um, business owner, you know, a yeah. husband. Um, a black man in society, all these things that are just this pillars on my back that, that I, I yeah. would think cause me stress. These are things that I personally deal with. And I think your app has a, a lot of potential to continue to grow amongst all communities because especially at a time like this, it's needed. And, and like you mentioned that you don't, you may not know why you guys are the highest app. The easiest part is you don't really have to talk to someone. You just listen to someone yeah um, yeah so so with with that how does the pricing model work how does someone go and sign up and get set up with you guys app? yeah well uh, as of right now it's actually completely free so uh, yeah. anyone uh, who has a iphone or an android phone is able to to download the app and 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 use it and yeah. uh, we're we're in a stage now where for us it's very important to get as much feedback as possible to build something that is uh, more and more effective, more and more powerful. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and, the, and the users have been tremendously helpful so yeah. far. Uh, it's been super awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we live in a time now where mental health is a serious topic, where you're able to express that. Um, I, I grew, I grew up, I mean, you and I both, you know, you've seen the same age, grew up looking at our fathers and I'm sure your father's just as hard as mine as a rock and they don't know yeah. how to express their emotions. And they always look like this all the day, you know, just, uh, you know, these, these stubborn old, old men. And, and I'm glad we live in a time where things like this are readily available at the, at the yeah. tip of your fingers. You know, I can go ahead yeah. and download therapy sessions that I can listen to and and get some insight and I think your app is going to prevail I love what you guys are doing um, and I appreciate you for coming on the pod um, and giving us some insight so if people want to download you guys where would they go what and we I know it's free you mentioned that yeah it's go to mealmind.com they go to the app store and they just download yeah the easiest is to just go to the app store search for Mio Mind, 
and uh, and just download it from there. Yeah, exactly. And I uh, I really appreciate Joe you inviting me and uh, really been awesome to hear about your story as well. And like you said, wearing a lot of hats. Yeah. I think one of those hats that I might wear soon or not soon, but sometime in the future will be the dad hat. And I'm yeah. so impressed by the people who are able to manage everything in their life and then take on this new responsibility. I don't know how you yeah. all are doing it, but uh, <laughs> I'll probably be in touch when it's yeah. time for me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Entrepreneur Enthusiast. Makan, it was a great, great, great episode. Um, hopefully after I'm going to listen to the app and have some few times, some time with it and we can get you back on so I can give you just direct feedback with my experience. And I'm going to tell all my friends, family and my followers are about it. So you guys tap in um, to this app, Me Oh Mine, great app, social anxiety, uh, mental health, all those things to help you get over that hump of just becoming your true self. You guys tap into the entrepreneur enthusiast. Thank you guys.